Reproduction in Organism Chapter 1 Each and every organism can live only for a certain period of time. The period from birth to the natural death of an organism represents its lifespan. Lifespans of a few organisms are given in the figure 1.1 of NCERT book. Several other organisms are drawn for which you should find out their lifespans and write in the spaces provided in the figure 1.1 of NCRT book and examine the lifespans of organisms represented in the figure 1.1. Isn't it both interesting and intriguing to note that it may be as short as few days or as long as a few thousand years? Between these two extremes are the lifespans of most of the living organisms. You may note that lifespans of organisms are not necessarily correlated with their sizes. The sizes of crows and parrots are not very different, yet their lifespans show a wide difference. Similarly, a mango tree has a much shorter lifespan as compared to a people tree. Whatever be the lifespan, date of every individual organism is a certainty, that is, no individual is immortal, except single-celled organisms. Why do we say there is no natural death in single-celled organisms? Given this reality, have you ever wondered how vast number of plants and animal species have existed on earth for several thousands of years? There must be some process in living organism that ensure discontinuity. Yes, we are talking about reproduction, something that we take for granted. Reproduction is defined as a biological process in which an organism gives rise to young one's offspring similar to itself. The offspring grow, mature, and in turn produce new offspring, thus there is a cycle of birth, growth, and death. Reproduction enables the continuity of the species generation after generation. You will study later in Chapter 5, Principle of Inheritance and Variation, how genetic variation is created and inherited during reproduction. There is large diversity in the biological world and each organism has evolved its own mechanism to multiply and produce offspring. The offspring's habitat, its internal physiology, and several other factors are collectively responsible for how it reproduces. Based on whether there is participation of one organism or two in the process of reproduction, it is of two types. When offspring is produced by a single parent, with or without the involvement of gamete formation, the reproduction is asexual. When two parents opposite sex participate in the reproductive uh, process and also involve fusion of male and female gametes, is called sexual reproduction. Asexual reproduction, in this method, a single individual parent is capable of producing offspring as a result, 
the offspring that are produced are not only identical to one another but are also exact copies of their parent. Are these offspring likely to be genetically identical or different? The term clone is used to describe such morphologically and genetically similar individual. Next, we can see a figure in the NCRT book, figure 1.2 here. It is showing cell division in unicellular organism, budding in yeast and binary fission in amoeba. Let us see how widespread asexual reproduction is. Among different group of organisms, asexual reproduction is common among single-celled organisms. Asexual reproduction is common among single-cell organisms and in plants and animals with relatively simple organizations. In protists and monerans, the organisms or the parent cell divides into two to give rise to new individuals. Thus, in this organism, cell division is itself a mode of reproduction. Here in the NCRT book, Next, we can see figure 1.3 and here it is showing asexual reproductive structure. Figure A, zoospores of chlamydomonas. Figure B, conidia of penicillium. Figure C, baths in hydra. Figure D, camules in spawns. Many single-celled organisms reproduce by binary fission where a cell divides into two halves and it rapidly grows into an adult for example amoeba paramecium in east the division is unequal and small buds are produced that remain attached initially to the parent cell which eventually gets separated and mature into new yeast organisms cell under unfavorable condition the amoeba withdraws its pseudopodia and secretes a three-layered heart covering or cyst around itself. This phenomenon is termed as encystation. When favorable conditions return, the encysted amoeba divides by multiple fission and produces many minute amoeba or pseudopodiospores. The cyst wall bursts out and the spores are liberated in the surrounding medium to grow up into many amoebae. This phenomenon is known as sporulation. Now we can see figure 1.4. Here it is showing vegetative propagules in angiosperms. Figure A eyes of potato, figure B rhizome of ginger, figure C bulbil of agave, figure D leaf buds of bryophyllum, figure E offset of water hyacinth. Members of the kingdom fungi and simple plants such as algae reproduce through spatial asexual reproductive structure. The most common of these structures are zoospores that usually are microscopic motile structures. Other common asexual reproduction other common asexual reproductive structures are conidia in penicillium, parts in hydra and gamules in spawns. 
While in animals and other simple organisms the term asexual is used unambiguously, in plants the term vegetative reproduction is frequently used. In plants the units of vegetative repropagation in plants the units of vegetative propagation such as runner, rhizome, sucker, tuber, offset, bulb, bulbil bulb are all capable of giving rise to new offspring. These structures are called vegetative propagules. Obviously, since the formation of this structure does not involve two parents, the process involved is as well. In some organisms, if the body breaks into two into distinct pieces, fragments. In some organisms, if the body breaks into distinct pieces, fragments, its fragments grows into an adult capable of producing offspring, for example, hydra. This is also a mode of asexual reproduction called fragmentation. You must have heard about the scores of the water bodies or about the terror of Bengal. This is nothing but the aquatic plant water hyacinth, which is one of the most invasive weeds found growing wherever there is standing water. It drains oxygen from the water, which leads to death of the feces. You will learn more about it in chapter 13 and 14. You may find it interesting to know that this plant was introduced in India because of its beautiful flowers and shape of leaves since it can propagate vegetatively at a phenomenal rate and spread all over the water body in a short period of time. It is very difficult to get rid of them. Are you aware how plants like potato, sugarcane, banana, ginger, dahlia are cultivated? Have you seen small plants emerging from the buds called eyes of the potato tuber from the rhizomes of banana and ginger? When you carefully try to determine the site of origin of new plantlets in the plants listed above, you will notice that they invariably arise from the nodes present in the modified stems of these plants. When the nodes come in contact with damp soil, or water they produce roots and new plants similarly adventitious buds arise from the notches present at margins of leaves of bryophyllum this ability is fully exploited by gardeners and farmers for commercial propagation of such plants it is interesting to note that asexual reproduction is the common method of reproduction in organisms that have a relatively simple organization like algae and fungi and that they shift to sexual method of reproduction just before the onset of adverse conditions. Find out how sexual reproduction enables these organisms to survive during unfavorable conditions. Why is sexual reproduction favored under such conditions? Asexual or vegetative as well as sexual mode of reproduction are exhibited by the higher plants. On the other hand, only sexual mode of reproduction is present in most of the animals. Sexual reproduction Sexual reproduction involves the formation of male and female gametes, either by the same individual 
or by the different individual of the opposite sex. These gametes fuse to form the zygote which develops to form the new organisms. It is an elaborate, complex and slow process as compared to asexual reproduction. Because of the fusion of male and female gametes, sexual reproduction results in offspring that are not identical to the parents or amongst themselves. A study of diverse organisms, plants, animals or fungi show that though they differ so greatly in external morphology, internal structure and physiology, when it comes to sexual mode of reproduction, surprisingly, they share a similar pattern. Let us first discuss what features are common to these diverse organisms. All organisms have to reach a certain stage of growth and maturity in their life before they can reproduce sexually. That period of growth is called juvenile phase. It is known as vegetative phase in plants. This phase is of variable duration in different organisms. The end of juvenile or vegetative phase, which marks the beginning of the reproductive phase, can be seen easily in the higher plants when they come to flower. How long does it take for marigold, rice, wheat, coconut, mango plants to come to flower? In some plants, where flowering occurs more than once, what would you call the interflowering period, juvenile or mature? Observe a few trees in your area. Do they flower during the same month year after year? Why do you think the availability of fruits like mango, apple, jackfruit, etc. is seasonal? Are there some plants that flower throughout the year and some other that show seasonal flowering? Plants, the annual and biennial types, show clear-cut festive, reproductive and senescent phases. But in the perennial species, it is very difficult to clearly define these phases. A few plants exhibit unusual flowering phenomenon. Some of them, such as bamboo species, flower only once in their lifetime, generally after 50 to 100 years, produce large number of fruits and die. Another plant, Strobilanthus kuntiana, Nilakuranji, flowers once in 12 years. As many of you would know, this plant flowered during September-October 2006. Its mass flowering transformed large number of tracts of hilly areas in Kerala and Karnataka and Tamil Nadu into blue stretches and attracted a large number of tourists. In animals, the juvenile phase is followed by morphological and physiological changes. Prior to reproductive active reproductive behavior the reproductive phase is also of variable duration in different organisms can you list the changes seen in human beings that are indicative of reproductive maturity among animals for example birds do they lay eggs all through the year or is it a seasonal phenomenon what about other animals like frogs and lizards you will notice that birds living in laser lay eggs only seasonally. 
However, birds in captivity as in poultry farms can be made to lay eggs throughout the year. In this case, laying eggs is not related to reproduction but is a commercial exploitation for human welfare. The females of placental mammals exhibit cyclical changes in the activities of ovaries and accessory ducts as well as hormones during the reproductive phase. In non-primate mammals like cows, sheep, rats, deers, dogs, tigers, etc., such cyclical changes during reproduction are called ostracycle, whereas in primates, monkeys, apes, and humans, it is called menstrual cycle. Many mammals, especially those living in natural wild conditions, exhibit such cycles only during favorable season in their reproductive phase and are therefore called seasonal breeders. Many other mammals are productive, reproductively active throughout their reproductive phase and hence are called continuous breeders that we all grow old if we live long enough is something that we recognize but what is meant by growing old the end of reproductive phase can be considered as one of the parameters of senescence or old age there are concomitant changes in the body like slowing of metabolism etc during this last phase of lifespan, old age ultimately leads to death. In both plants and animals, hormones are responsible for the transition between the three phases. Interaction between hormones and certain environmental factors regulate the reproductive process and the associated behavioral expressions of organisms. Events in Sexual Reproduction after attainment of maturity, all sexually reproducing organisms exhibit events and processes that have remarkable fundamental similarity. Even though the structures associated with sexual reproduction are indeed very different, the events of sexual reproduction, though elaborate and complex, follow a regular sequence. Sexual reproduction is characterized by fusion or fertilization of male and female gametes, formation of zygote and embryogenesis. For convenience, these sequential events may be grouped into three distinct stages, namely the pre-fertilization, fertilization, and the post-fertilization events. Pre-fertilization events. These include all the events of sexual reproduction prior to the fusion of gametes. The two main pre-fertilization events are gametogenesis and gamete transfer. Gametogenesis As you are already aware, gametogenesis refers to the process of formation of two types of gametes, male and female. Gametes are haploid cells. Here in NCRT book, you can see figure 1.5. Here it is showing types of gametes. In figure A, it is showing isogametes of cladophora and alga. Figure B, heterogametes of fucus and alga. And figure C, heterogametes of homo sapiens, human beings. 
in some algae the two gametes are so similar in appearance that it is not possible to categorize them into male and female gametes they are hence called homogametes isogametes however in a majority of sexually reproducing organisms the gametes produced are two morphologically distinct types heterogametes in such organisms the male gamete is called the anthrozoid or sperm and the female gamete is called the egg or ovum sexuality in organisms sexual reproduction in organisms generally involves the fusion of gametes from two different individuals but this is not always true from your recollection of examples studied in class 11 you can identify cases where self fertilization is observed of course citing such example in plants is easy plants may have both male and female reproductive structure in same plant bisexual or on different plants unisexual in several fungi and plants terms such as homothelic and monoecious are used to denote the bisexual condition and heterothelic and dioecious are the terms that used to describe unisexual condition in flowering plants the unisexual male flower is staminate that is bearing stamens while the female is pistillate or bearing pistils in some flowering plants both male and female flowers may be present on the same individual monoecious or on separate individual dioecious some examples of monoecious plants are cucurbits and coconuts and of dioecious plants are papaya and date palm name the types of gametes that are formed in staminate and pistillate flower what but what about animals are individuals of all species either male or female unisexual or are their species which possess both the reproductive organs bisexual you probably can make a list of several unisexual animal species artworm spawns tapeworm and lees typical example of bisexual animals that possess both male and female reproductive organs are hermaphrodites cockroach is an example of a unisexual species cell division during gamete formation gametes in all heterogametic species are of two types namely male and female gametes are haploid though the parent plant body from which they arise may be either haploid or diploid a haploid parent produces gametes by mitotic division does this mean that meiosis never occur in organisms that are haploid carefully examine the flow charts of life cycle of algae that you have studied in class 11 chapter 3 to get a suitable answer several organisms belonging to monera fungi algae and bryophytes have haploid plant body but in organisms belonging to theridophytes gymnosperms angiosperms and most of the animals including human beings the parental body is diploid it is obvious that meiosis the reduction division has to occur if diploid body has to produce haploid gametes here in answer the books we can see figure 
here it is showing diversity of sexuality in organisms figure a shows bisexual animal artworm figure b unisexual animal cockroach figure c monoecious plant cara figure d dioecious plant marsantia figure e bisexual flower sweet potato then table 1.1 chromosome numbers in myocyte diploid twizen name of organism human beings chromosome number in myocyte 46 for house fly in diploid condition chromosome number in myocyte 12 for rat 42 for dog 78 cat 38 fruit fly 8 ophioglossum a fern 1260 apple 34 rice 24 maize 20 potato 48 butterfly 380 onion 16 in diploid organism specialized cells called myocyte gamete mother cell undergo meiosis at the end of meiosis only one set of chromosomes get incorporated into each gamete carefully study table 1.1 and fill the diploid and haploid chromosome numbers of organism gamete transfer after their formation male and female gametes must be physically brought together to facilitate fusion fertilization have you ever wondered how the gametes meet in a majority of organisms male gamete is motile and the female gamete is stationary exceptions are a few fungi and algae in which both types of gametes are motile there is a need for a medium through which the male gametes move in several simple plants like algae bryophytes and pteridophytes water is the medium through which this gamete transfer takes place a large number of the female gamete a large number of the male gametes however fail to reach the female gametes to compensate this loss of male gametes during transport the number of male gametes produced is several thousand times the number of female gametes produced. In seed plants, pollen grains are the carrier of male gametes and ovules have the egg. Pollen grains produce an anther, therefore have to be transferred to the stigma before it can lead to fertilization. In bisexual, self-fertilizing plants, for example peas, Transfer of pollen grains to the stigma is relatively easy as anthers and stigma are located close to each other. Pollen grains soon after they are shed come in contact with the stigma. But in cross-pollinating plants, including dioecious plants, a specialized event called pollination facilitates transfer of pollen grain to the stigma. Pollen grains germinate on the stigma and the pollen tubes carrying the male gametes reach the ovule and discharge male gametes near the egg. In dioecious animals, since male and female gametes are formed in the different individual, the organism must evolve a special mechanism 
for gamete transfer. Successful transfer and coming together of gamete is essential for the most critical event in sexual reproduction, the fertilization. Fertilization The most vital event of sexual reproduction is perhaps the fusion of gametes. This process called syngamy results in the formation of a diploid zygote. The term fertilization is also often used for this process. The terms syngamy and fertilization are frequently used though intersensibly. What would happen if syngamy does not occur? However, it has to be mentioned here that in some organisms like rotifers, honeybees, and even some lizards and birds, especially turkey, the female gamete undergo development to form new organisms without fertilization. This phenomenon is called parthenogenesis. What does syngamy occur? Where does syngamy occur? Where does syngamy occur? The most aquatic organisms such as a majority of algae and fishes as well as amphibians syngamy occurs in the external medium water that is outside the body of the organism this type of gametic fusion is called external fertilization organisms in exhibiting external fertilization show great synchrony between the sexes and release a large number of gametes into the surrounding medium water in order to enhance the senses of syngamy this happens in the bony feces and frogs where a large number of offspring are produced. A major disadvantage is that the offspring are extremely vulnerable to predators threatening their survival up to adulthood. In many terrestrial organisms belonging to fungi, higher animals such as reptiles, birds, mammals, and in majority of plants, bryophytes, stratophytes, gymnosperm, and angiosperm, syngamy occurs inside the body of the organisms. Hence, the process is called internal fertilization. In all these organisms, egg is formed inside the female body where they fuse with the male gamete. In organisms exhibiting internal fertilization, the male gamete is motile and has to reach the egg in order to fuse with it. In this event, though the number of sperms produced is very large, there is a significant reduction in the number of eggs produced. In seed plants, however, the non-motile male gametes are carried to the female gametes by pollen tubes. Post-fertilization events Events in sexual reproduction after the formation of zygote are called post-fertilization events. The zygote Formation of the diploid zygote is universal in all sexually reproducing organisms. In organisms with external fertilization, zygote is formed in the external medium, usually water. Whereas in those exhibiting internal fertilization, zygote is formed inside the body of the organism. Further development of zygote depends on the type of life cycle the organism has and the environment it is exposed to. In organisms belonging to fungi and algae, zygote develops a thick wall 
that is resistant to desiccation and damage. It undergoes a period of rest before germination. In organisms with haplontic life cycle, as you have read in class 11, zygote divides by meiosis to form haploid spores that grow into haploid individual. Consult your class 11 book and find out what kind of development takes place in the zygote in organisms with diplontic and haplodiplontic life cycles. Zygote is the vital link that ensures continuity of spaces between organisms of one generation and the next. Every sexually reproducing organism, including human beings, begin life as a single cell, the, the zygote. Begins life as a single cell, the zygote. Embryogenesis Embryogenesis refers to the process of development of embryo from the zygote. During embryogenesis, zygote undergoes cell division, mitosis, and cell differentiation. While cell division increases the number of cells in the developing embryo, cell differentiation helps groups of cells to undergo certain modifications to form specialized tissues and organs to form an organism. You have studied about the process of cell division and differentiation in the previous classes. Animals are categorized into oviparous and viviparous based on whether the development of the zygote takes place outside the body of the female parent or inside, that is whether they lay, lay fertilized or unfertilized eggs or give birth to young ones. In oviparous animals like reptiles and birds, the fertilized eggs covered by a hard calcareous cell are laid in a safe place in the environment. After a period of incubation, young ones hatch out. On the other hand, in viviparous animals, majority of mammals including human beings, the zygote develops into a young one inside the body of the female organism. After attaining a certain stage of growth, the young ones are delivered out of the body of the female organism. Because of proper embryonic care and protection, the chances of survival of young one is greater in viviparous organisms. In flowering plants, the zygote is formed inside the ovule. After fertilization, the sepals, petals and stamens of the flower wither and fall off. You can can you name a plant in which the sepals remain attached? The embryo and the ovules develop into seed. The ovary develops into the fruit, which develops a thick wall called fruits. The ovary develops into the fruit, which develops a thick wall called pericarp that is protective in function. After dispersal, seeds germinate under favorable conditions to produce new plants. And in figure 1.8, here we can see few kinds of fruits showing seeds as S and protective pericarp as P.